Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to a special episode of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, episodes 1 through 3, with special guest stars Mark, Jackie, and Miles from JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Oh yeah, we're about to get crazy up into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and things are going to be weird, and diamonds are going to be unbreakable, and finally we are not going to hate watching JoJo's. Let's jump in. You know, some people are going to be disappointed that we don't know. Hey everybody, uh, Blake and Spencer here. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Spencer, the aforementioned one. <laughs> I'm Blake, the also aforementioned one. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, we're doing Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. If you're listening on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, obviously you know who we are and you're here because you already know the show. Um, if you are listening on the other uh, show that we are working with today, um, then we are an anime podcast who watches anime so that you don't have to, but you should still totally watch anime. Um, we rotate through uh, a bunch of shows week over week, as well as doing a weekly jump at the beginning of the week every week, um, where we go over manga and anime that is new. And then um, on our Friday episodes, we go over shows that are in the canon in much more depth. Um, with that being said, though, hand it over to our guests. Uh, can you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Yeah, sure. Uh, so my name is Mark, and we are jojo's bizarre podcast and when i say we i mean mark and jackie hello that's jackie and miles hello hi <laughs> and uh we're jojo's bizarre podcast and we cover one piece um no we no. cover <laughs> jojo's bizarre adventure uh but just the anime uh we try doing like a live kind of coverage episode by episode for diamond is unbreakable but turns out we were not fast enough so in a weird order, we covered all of the TV anime. Eventually, we got to the OVAs. And because JoJo is off the air and we're caught up, we're just watching random shows that uh, our listeners recommend. And some weird <laughs> stuff, too. We've watched Shrek. So, um. general anime <laughs> podcast. <laughs> whoa, 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 hold on. Pause, pause. Is there a <laughs> yeah. Shrek anime? Tell no. me there's a Shrek anime. <laughs> if, you, if you ask the right people, Shrek is an anime. it is animated yeah and that's animation is in in japan just any animation is anime right 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 right? it's anime so if you take a shrek dvd and bring it to japan it is technically anime yeah take that avatar the last airbender haters (laughs) yeah there you go Uh, anyways well okay so i like I like that you guys have such a focused show on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So you you mentioned that you focused specifically on the anime, and it's my understanding that the anime that we're watching today is the, is the current modern anime that is uh, not running right now, but is uh, at least in theory ongoing. There was also an older anime that covered, I think, some of the earlier arcs. Did you guys watch that as well? Uh, yeah, so it it depends on... Because they've kind of done, they've been animating since 2012 recently, and they've kind of kind of broken them into separate series. Mm-hmm. Like season one was these two giant story arcs, then they did season two was the third story arc. This is very confusing. 
Uh, what we're talking about today is part four, uh, which was a comic in 92, but is season three of the anime that came out in 2016. Uh, yeah. So the most recent JoJo anime is Golden Wind, uh, and that came out in 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are anime straight to home video OVAs from, I think, 92, actually, mm-hmm. and 2000. Yeah. Okay, so those were strictly just just like one shots then. So well, well, there's also a 13 episode version of Stardust Crusaders. So I was kind of curious if you guys had covered that. Like the one that's on Crunchyroll and stuff or the old 90s thing? The 90s one. Yeah, so we did do that. We've done anything JoJo animated, and we also did the live action movie. We just refused oh, to read. I forgot there was a live action movie. We're just not going to read the manga. We just we don't want to read. We don't know how. Uh, Look. Even though we even though we watch subtitles, whatever. Um, yeah, so you know JoJo started in '87, and by the manga did right. The manga did, and by the late '80s, early '90s, it was huge, and so they did a OVA. Um, of the second half of Stardust Crusaders. For some reason, they didn't do any of the intro episodes. They just started with, they're in Egypt, there's a dog, there's a bad guy with water. Yeah. And then... It jumps right in. And it's it's fantastic. It's it's such great animation. It's wonderful yeah. 90s. What like, are you going to do without all of the, the great vampire lore? Um, I know. All, all of the great Dio kicking so many dogs. He's just the doggiest kicker of all kicker of dogs. There is there is certainly some dog murder uh, in the OVA. And in then, every season. There's in every yeah. season. Every, every season, animals are abused, <laughs> mutilated. Araki just hates dogs. Um and then, so they did that, and that OVA was like well regarded and such. And then in 2000, the same company, APPP, was like, we're going to do the beginning of Stardust Crusaders that we never did back then. And so they actually animated um, in a slightly newer looking style, obviously, uh, the beginning of Stardust Crusaders. And it's boring, and no one likes it. Um, <laughs> but we watched that too. So, But now we're out of JoJo's like animated things to watch so we're waiting for for them to come out with the next uh i guess season of it the next arc yeah um, so hopefully. in the meantime we're just watching whatever anime people recommend to us oh that's cool so, can we can we recommend one to you right now because we are absolutely in love with it sure um decadence have you started watching decadence yet i think someone recommended that to really? us but oh, we haven't seen my it. god yeah. watch decadence it's so <laughs> like good. like the english word decadent uh, uh no kind of kind of <laughs> it's like d-e-c-a and then either space or hyphen d-e-n-c-e and it's a okay. current season anime so i'm not sure that the whole thing is available yet but it is streamable yeah okay it's i've never heard of that it's oh, quite man, good it's so good it's also, also not based on a manga if i'm recalling correctly it is uh it's just a studio project so that's interesting in and of itself in a way it's gonna M Night Shyamalan you. I'm wondering. <laughs> well, you guys... old M Night Shyamalan, like not, not, not like you know, another Earth M Night. There are eras. <laughs> um, so you, uh, we've covered a few live action movies. We have not covered the live action JoJo's Bizarre Adventure movie. Uh, tell us about that. <laughs> it covers um, this very arc that we're going to talk about today, and for real, yeah. Uh, and if I recall, 
It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Is it like? Hold on. So is it bad in like? It's 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 bad in like a campy sense because like if you're a JoJo's fan, I'm assuming you love camp. Or is it like <laughs> um, a bad inside of like a, a like a a musical on ice? Uh, bad. I think they tried so- to make it like kind of gritty which like really rubs oh. against like the whole like campy environment oh. of of JoJo's. That's such so, a like, misread of JoJo's. <laughs> like like the weird live action Death Note movie where they really miss the mark. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that but I it's, I do like Willem Dafoe. I think the Death Note <laughs> movie is worse. You saw that? Yeah. Oh. Willem Dafoe is great. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah. I think he's the main reason to watch it. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I mean, when they do a live action movie adaptation of a seasonal anime, you can kind of assume that it's going to be bad until somebody's like, no, it's actually good. In the mm. same way that when Willem Dafoe is in something, you can kind of assume that he's going to be great regardless of what's happening around him. Yes. Yeah, but you can't always trust that, man. There's there's like a, a whole slew of Hallmark movies that have A-list <laughs> actors in them. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then I was just like, oh, you needed money. Okay, yeah, I get gotta it. Yeah, got to put bacon <laughs> on the table. Willem Dafoe would Got crush it. a Hallmark movie, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he was in Boondock Saints, and that movie has not aged well at all. But well, Also not a Hallmark movie, but your point is taken. <laughs> it's not? What? Can you it's imagine, so though? Hallmark presents Boondock Saints. <laughs> That is so amazing. Oh my god, I want like a I want a poster of that. So uh so listeners of our show will know that we have covered the first three I was gonna say seasons, but I guess technically the first two seasons, the first yeah. three story arcs, or three and a half, depending on how you're looking at it. Uh yeah. we have watched all of Phantom Blood and yep the first one or second one that I'm forgetting and then uh, Stardust Crusaders. So we've, we've seen all the way up to this point, yeah. uh, which is part four diamond is unbreakable. Uh, I have also watched all of these episodes before and have told Spencer several times, some of them on our show that I was pleasantly surprised with how much I liked it because I listeners saw them of our all show, for the first time today. <laughs> yeah. Listeners of our show will remember that aside from the first three episodes of Jojo's bizarre adventure and like, the odd episode here or there we pretty much roundly despised the show and just read it to filth so uh if you you want to hear us talk some mad shit about jojo's bizarre adventure check those episodes how about you guys (laughs) uh i mean so we actually started our podcast with this show so um i think miles is uh miles was introduced to jojo's with this arc right miles yeah correct so this is the first i ever saw of jojo's and i i really enjoyed the season it might be my favorite and i think if i had man you were spoiled yeah (laughs) Yeah, i think if i had watched it in a different order i would have it would have been really hard for me to get into the show um because when i think of jojo's i think of like the wackiness of this season and like just all the the weirdness that goes on and I feel like if I had started with like, you know, nice Joseph or whatever, like fighting Jonathan. Dio, Jonathan, sorry. Um, <laughs> I feel like if I had the started with together. that arc specifically, I, it would have been really, really difficult for me to, to latch on to the show. It would have been. 
And then he, <laughs> who knows if he would have agreed to do this podcast. <laughs> and, and it's it's a lot. Fandom blood is like it's when I remember it, when I think of it fondly, I am ignoring like the middle seventy percent of it. I like the beginning. Yeah. I like the end when they're going through the town and Jack the Ripper pops out of a horse and all that. I'm like, yeah, this show is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really yeah. love this. I had a hard time with the first season. I liked the Pillarman arc and, like, I found Stardust Crusaders, like, there was some awesome stuff in there, but I found it too long. So, like, it's very, very yeah. lucky yeah. that this was the first thing I watched. Yeah, That's... Stardust Crusaders, I, I would say, Blake and I dubbed the the last part of Stardust Crusaders Jojo Ball Z because it's just like the crazy, insane fights that we had wanted the entire time. Mm-hmm. But instead, what we got was like, car man. And also, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. uh, wandering through a desert and being like, there's an electrical outlet on that rock. Maybe we should touch it. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that, that episode is great with Mariah. Uh, I love I think, that. I like the characters in Stardust Crusaders a lot but it's I was also introduced to the characters before I, I Mark was too I think because we we saw the the video game uh, yeah. for Jojo's before oh, we actually watched the um the anime and to mm. clarify I read all of the I read all of the manga on my own before the anime came out before we started talking Jack about it. so yeah <laughs> so I've seen I've read all of it I've read parts one through seven some of the current part which is eight um but uh you know people are they ask us to read as a group or whatever together, and I'm like, no, we're not yeah. going to do that. We'll never. Maybe like, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to piggyback yeah. onto it here, Blake, that we should burn him as a witch because he reads. <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's a manga for that too, so we, we have a guide. So, uh, yeah, and if, for everybody listening at home, uh, just so you know where we are in time, there are five parts of JoJo animated currently. I think the sixth was announced recently. No, like, not not yeah. There's like rumors, but okay. Ooh, I I thought that was rumors. confirmed, so my bad. But it, we all know it's happening. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, part eight is the current manga arc. So if you're way in the future, uh, hello, uh, things are terrible here. <laughs> I hope things Send are better help where back you to are. 2020. <laughs> yeah. So um, we are, if I haven't said this and I, you haven't picked up on it, we're watching the first three episodes of Diamond is Unbreakable today. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what do you what do you want to do? You guys want to jump in? Do we want to talk about the show more? Or do we want to go into the actual content of the episodes? Uh, we could probably jump in because if we talk about it in general, I will not stop talking. Okay, okay, <laughs> so okay. it might be good to just, just good I'll warning. follow your format. Yeah, we'll we'll, t- we'll take uh, you guys take the lead. We've already talked about uh, this on our podcast, so it's it was good to like re, like see it again. Mm-hmm. And there yeah. were some th- new things that I caught this time around. Which, okay, yeah. For what, us, what, yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> what I was gonna say though is it, for everybody who who was really really interested in this, uh, Blake and I have covered a whole bunch of it on our show, and it sounds like it is totally totally covered on this show that has the name JoJo in it. <laughs> yep. Um So surprise, surprise. With a different um, approach as well. It sounds like you guys yeah. generally enjoy it. So if you want like a two con- contrasting uh, opinions on it, you should definitely check out both of the things, you know, if you're listening on one thing or the other thing. But anyways, let's get into this because uh, 
Oh man, it was like a breath of fresh air. Like <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you say that. <laughs> Look, I what I've wanted for so long while we were watching it. So like, okay, I had a love affair with the very first couple of episodes of JoJo. So like, the reasoning why was I I didn't know what to expect at all, and I was dropped into this world where it was just like you have this super strong protagonist, you have this super like Disney villain mm-hmm. evil pro, like antagonist. And then you have just like wacky, wacky off the wall things that are also happening inside of this world. And I was like, cool, down with this. I'm totally, I'm totally coming along. And then they introduced like the magic system inside of the world of like uh, Hamon. And I was like, cool, okay, I'm, I'm sort of still in. And then they were just like, okay, there's these things. They're called stands. Everybody knows about them. And they all know the names of them, mm-hmm. and there's no reasoning why behind it. And you got to get on board. And I was just like, "Okay, uh, uh, Uncle Rick, I guess you're drunk, and you need me to get into your spaceship. Um, I guess we're gonna go along for the ride." Um, and I was just like, "Oh man, it takes. It's just it. It threw me for a complete loop." And then I started watching these episodes. And can I say, like, first and foremost? When JoJo finally stops taking itself seriously, and I, I don't super think that it took itself seriously before, but it's very clear that it doesn't anymore inside of this season. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, that's what I'd been waiting on. Like, it's just, it's also the color palette in this yep. season. Holy crap. When they just go like, you know what I love? Pastels. Everything's pastels. <laughs> yeah, this, green um, purple. yeah, this shit should be green. And then you're just like, <laughs> what? It's So the reason why, first, first of all, I was reading what the producer said um, on like the Blu-ray commentary or whatever uh, for this episode. And they were talking about how they really wanted to differentiate this from part three, which is, the, you know, the previous season. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, there were a few things they did with tone, and I, I do think this this season is kind of gritty, but it does it in, like, an exploitation genre kind of way. Yes. And there is a lot of fun and funky. So it's this, it's this weird mix of, yeah, it's extremely silly, but they talk about the darkest things in the world, um, and the colors themselves, besides, like, kind of playing into that silliness, a lot of them are to match the covers that the... Um, that the mangaka uh, came up with because, Uh. you know, it's typically black and white, but for the covers, he would just be like, yeah, this character, he has pink hair and pink lipstick on and his shirt is green. Even if you were like, but in the previous compilation, everything was blue. He's just like, I don't care. (laughs) So there'll be some like special two page shots or covers where there's just wacky colors. And that's what they were trying to emulate uh, in the anime. Yeah. It looks great. I I will say, uh, since we started covering Jojo, I have watched uh, various people talk about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And one of the things that they often cite as a strength of the series is its ability to reinvent itself with each new part. Mm-hmm. Uh, as somebody who did not, for the most part, enjoy the first three parts, this one is delightful. Partly, I feel like it's more... This is kind of weird to say, given the the story that we're going to talk about, but I feel like it's a little bit more narratively focused. It's Mm. centered not on a globe trotting situation, which has been kind of the deal with the previous seasons, but it's stuck in a town. So they have to solve all their problems within like a limited space. 
and I think that's interesting. But I also get the impression we we know that the creator of the the series has gone on record surprising no one by admitting that he makes a lot of this up as he goes. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. I think you look, you know, the first season, it's about these vampires, but there's this thing called Hamon. And then in the second season, Hamon can allow you to do more stuff. And then in the third season, they don't completely, but largely dispense with Hamon and replace it with stands. And it's just like, he's just trying to figure out how he wants to interact with this vampire Hamon stand world. And here it feels like he got an idea of a story that he could tell that was a little more tight and a little more focused. And he was like, okay, I've invented stands. I've invented this kind of universe and the kind of things that the characters in this universe are going to, to play with and react to. And now I think I get the impression as someone who hasn't seen much more than what we're watching today, that this season is something of hitting his stride as far as yeah. covering uh, these topics and using these techniques. How, how, how do you want us to deal with spoilers? Because we've seen all of it, so like we can tell you if you're right or wrong right now. <laughs> okay, look, you know? what I'm what I'm going with is treat treat everybody who is here like they have already seen the first three episodes, because we will put it down at the first three episodes. So talk about it from that perspective. And nicely enough, you have somebody in the room that would not like to be spoiled, and I have seen the first three episodes. So, <laughs> so yeah, I would say allude to spoilers loosely in a way that won't give much away past these first three episodes uh we definitely give shit away on things like when we're when we're covering naruto we'll we will be like that's a that's foreshadowing you might not realize it <laughs> so well, you know by it's the time not, they get like, to anything they'll have forgotten it i mean naruto is like a million episodes long right yeah, <laughs> right it's it's no one piece but it's been around for a long time <laughs> yeah. so are you but, guys gonna, uh, are you guys gonna keep watching this show so i am going to continue watching it which is a a hard thing for me to have said before I would have started watching it. <laughs> um, and uh, Blake probably did not expect that. Um, we might pick it on up as like, you know, continuing on the show as finishing up onto it. But I, I think one of the things that I take away is one of the best things about doing this crossover to begin with is forcing me to watch more Jojo. And I was just like, okay, you, you got me back on the train. Don't screw me again. <laughs> Yeah, I I had actually already been watching it, so I I've seen these. I I decided to keep up with JoJo after we quit it because the sort of recurring theme of our coverage with JoJo was we weren't enjoying it, but we really wanted to. Mm. So I was like, I know that each season is different and is something of a reinvention. So I'm gonna keep watching it and see if I can find something to love. And and like I said earlier, I have told Spencer several times that part four is totally different and that I really enjoy it. And I think he will too. So I'm really happy to hear that he does. I, I am watching it, but uh, if you guys don't know, I watch things very slowly because I like to watch a lot of things one episode at a time over a long period of time. So, okay. Wow. uh, I'm watching it, but I've been watching it for several months and I'm only like one or two episodes past where we're watching today. One way to keep yourself going is to commit to doing a weekly podcast about it. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I watch things like five times faster than I normally would because of the show, and that's not factoring in our new Monday episodes where we're watching like three times more stuff a week. 
look. But we're getting we're getting to some good stuff, man. I I would never have read um I, I would have never read Chainsaw Man, but now I have. And I'm just like, oh Chainsaw Man. Yeah, it's when can good. I read more Chainsaw Man? Chainsaw well, the Man down- sounds like a like the name of a manga within an anime, like that a kid reads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, man, it's way thing. crazier than you think it is. <laughs> Yeah, I I think the downside of being a slow watcher is that you don't get to a lot of the things that you're excited about very quickly. Uh, And when you do get to them, you don't get through them. So you can't really talk about with people. So I like that. That's it's a good excuse to to start a podcast. Uh, Of course, don't start an anime podcast because we already have one and hands off. So uh, (laughs) everybody listening, go find your own thing. (laughs) Yeah, there's two in the room and everyone else get out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, cool. But uh, let's go ahead and jump in with this first episode of Diamond is Unbreakable. Um, You may have remembered uh, from the previous season of the show that there is a character named Jotaro. um, And you might be thinking to yourself, okay, so I've seen this show. I'm about to pick it up. And Jotaro is going to be an old man and he's going to be running around and side of a different random Arab country, um, picking up different uh, younger younger children of the Joestar family. Um, it turns out that Jotaro is just going to wander into this town looking exactly the same, basically, except for he's <laughs> like, you know what I want to wear? White. <laughs> how, how much older is he? He's like, what, like five, ten years older? Uh, he's supposed to be anyway? I think ten years older. He's yeah. 28 like how much, now. How much time so has how passed? Old, uh, it's 28 is what it said. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like 11 today. years older. Super fresh. Maybe a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, yeah now so he's, he, he's Josuke the White here in a way because <laughs> he was wearing like his dark... Like, but I honestly started thinking about that more while watching this. Like, if this is like, if I was in college, this would be my like essay brain of like, ah, I have an idea, I have a theme, I'm going to connect it all. And like, right off the bat in this episode, he's like doing nice things. He's like catching all of Koichi's school books and stuff. He's like upset about a turtle. Um, He's like already a nicer guy. In part three, he was like, fuck you, mom, I'm in jail and shit. And now he's like, he was oh. such he was he was a, a jerk, but in a way that like they they want like or they they, uh, they create characters for like thirteen year olds thirteen year old boys to be like that's cool that's a cool guy he was like very like very cool but also like very kind of a jerk and I still yeah. think he's a jerk but they kind of like laid laid off the he's a little, little nicer a little less of a jerk but he's still kind of a jerk he, now he's and, cool uh, to me and and he's, I'm and he's cooler. <laughs> Cooler to yeah. me, but maybe not as cool to, uh, uh, I don't know, 13-year-old the boys youth. who are angsty or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's going to he's gonna run up into this town, uh, immediately show off that he still has stand powers by catching a whole bunch of books super fast. Um, and he's also going to put them back on this kid's shoulder fast enough that the kid's just like, did I just run into somebody? Am <laughs> I having I, hallucinations? <laughs> just uh, something that I noticed, Ko- uh, like when, when Koichi runs, when the little boy Koichi runs into him, uh, it, there's like a really loud, like metallic sound. It's, it's, I don't know, like the sound effect that's used makes it sound like he like, clanks against his codpiece or something. Like, like, <laughs> like, like Jotaro is made out of metal. <laughs> well, that's it, pretty cool. it does fit within the, the uh, show's established convention of twisting colors and sounds and stuff to just yeah. fit a style rather than a reality, but uh, definitely metal codpiece for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That or like he's just, especially in part three, he just has these giant metal emblems on his hat and on his lapels and stuff. Oh, yeah. 
That's yeah. what it was. So yeah. he's his stand. So if you don't know, stands are basically manifestations of your spiritual power, and people use them to do different things. Usually, fight each other. Uh, Joe Taro's stand is called Star Platinum. Uh, he has the fastest hands in the world. He's able to punch super fast and also pick up books super fast. Yeah, he can also see really far and draw really good. Yeah. yeah. At one point, as needed, extend his fingers for no reason. That's right. Starfinger, (laughs) the imaginative imaginative name of that move. Uh (laughs) Okay, so um, this this young boy who ran into uh, Jotaro is going to be like, oh, it's okay, I'm going to school. Jotaro's like, okay, that's great. I don't, I don't need to talk to you anymore. Um, tell me some more plot. And so um, <laughs> um, they're just, they, he's going to run into a, a group of ruffians. The ruffians are going to be mean for a second until he completely subserviates himself in front of them. Um, and they're like, that's fine. And then they go find another guy. And this other guy looks astonishingly like he should have plot armor. And the <laughs> reason why is because he does because his name is Josuke? How do you Josuke. pronounce this? Josuke? Yeah. Um, if you don't know people listening that have never heard me before, I'm going to pronounce names wrong, and I can't be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do we really do want this, him to be stopped. This I, season I is harder, too, because it's it's all in Japan, and they're all Japanese names. Oh, and <laughs> I I think that the that Araki, the author, I think he purposely chooses like rare Japanese names. Or something. Mm. It, it feels like that. Some of these names I'm I've just never heard ever again. Well, really it's weird. also of note that he specifically chooses protagonist names to include JoJo. Yep. Right. Or to be able to be called JoJo. I guess he Josuke's last name doesn't have a Joe in it. So no, it does. Uh, no, it doesn't. Oh, Josuke. It's his. It's Kujo. No, no, no. You're no, that's Jotaro Kujo. But uh, Wait, Josuke is Higashikata. Oh, really? Yeah, well, Josuke, oh, right. you could read the second kanji in his name as Suke or Jo. So oh. the bullies pick up his school ID and are like, <laughs> oh, your name's Jojo. I see. And like, that's it. Like, I don't even know if anyone ever calls him Jojo again. I mm. think they just call him Josuke because they're like, but he there's is too many goddamn Jojos. a bizarre Jojos. adventure. It is truly bizarre. <laughs> It's bizarre how everyone somehow is named Jojo. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we keep um, doing this? Yeah. Anyways, uh, so uh, there's going to be a turtle. Um, pay attention to this turtle because, uh, number one, Josuke doesn't really like it, but he wants to pick it up for some reason. I think he's trying to conquer a feel likes, of fear of reptiles. He likes watching the turtles for some reason. I don't know. But he likes, he likes watching them, and he's also terrified of them, which I think is really cute. Also, just kind of a, a side note, because I... <laughs> he's like, I love you, but don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Koichi, who's kind of narrating parts of this, he mentions that... Uh, Jotaro is a marine explorer and a fame and famous in the scientific world, which I think is cool. That this like <laughs> yeah, probably for, for the way he badass, dresses or something. like kind of mean guy, not really a people person, but loves marine animals. And yeah, this is a real swerve from who he was in part three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were like, you were like, well, you know, he went and he studied marine biology, and then he was going down a long corridor, and there was a fire monster behind him, and he knocked on the ground and says, "You can't pass." And then he fell yes. into a pit and he sent someone away and then he appeared back and he was just like, look, I just went away to get more marine biology degrees. And we were just like, OK, sure. That's why your coat's white. He had a lot of catching up to do because he like dropped out of half of his high school year to 
travel across the world. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he he made up for it with all those marine biologies. So uh, he has shown up in he's shown up in this town called Morio to uh, meet up with Josuke specifically because Josuke is related to him uh, oh, because man. all of the protagonists are related, and so far yeah. they have all been in a straight line. The part one protagonist was the father of the part two protagonist who was the grandfather of jotaro part three protagonist part four Mm -hmm. protagonist is a little bit of a swerve yeah man uh it 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 really had a moment where he like he was like oh yeah um so i went over here and i had an affair and we had a child (laughs) and then i was like i was like man that really rewrites a lot of stuff that happened beforehand Mm -hmm. and then uh like jotaro openly says he's just like oh yeah i'm really gonna get on to him about this because he said his whole life that he never loved somebody as much as he loved her and it was just like oh yeah no he's that same guy that we saw before that we you know that fought around and was ridiculous beforehand. Oh, okay. I, well, I, I mean, what's I love got really to do with him. it? Got to do with it. What's love <laughs> but a secondhand emotion? Yeah, I don't really know, like, if Jotaro knows how affairs work or cheating <laughs> works, but you don't have to love another woman but, but to get she her partner. She said she was in love with him. She was in love with Joseph. Maybe he oh, was like, God. that's that's when he was like, I have to go. But she also, <laughs> he was like 70 and she was like 20 or she, something. He was 61. Okay. And she was technically of age. Is that how I might say that? Yeah, she's 20. <laughs> okay. And now she's still young. She's like 35 now. <laughs> yeah. Still a babe. Still a babe. Still a babe. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, anyways. She's uh, a certified babe. Everybody that sees her is like, hey, what's up? <laughs> so I mean, yeah. we'll get Jos- we'll get to her anyway. <laughs> so Josuke is going to be uh a- attacked by the the gang of ruffians um that are just being the worst for seemingly uh plot reasons, I guess. Um, and they're going to just straight up murk a turtle. Um, and that turtle went down super hard. And then Josuke, or Josuke, uh, I'm not going to pronounce it correctly. I want to, but I, I'm probably going to get wrong again. Anyways, um, he is going to be like, I don't care about that turtle. I don't care about anything you're saying. I'm just going to be like, okay, everything is fine. Until they're just like, your hair's dumb. <laughs> and he's just like, whoa. <laughs> Those I are mean, fighting words. <laughs> come for me, come for my family, come for my beliefs. Do not come for my hair. Look, if you come for my hair, we're going to have to, we're going to, fisticuffs are going to fly. So for you guys who just watched part three, like, was it refreshing to see that the protagonist of this arc was so frivolous? Like after the seriousness of Jotaro? Oh, yeah. That's like one of the reasons I was just like so happy with this all of a sudden because I was just like, oh, it's Jotaro still taking everything like super seriously. And this other guy just being like, nah, nah, I don't care about anything. I don't really care about anything. (laughs) It's a a good it's a good (laughs) joke. It's not maybe the most original joke of all time, but like it's done well here and uh it just works like having the guy who could kick your ass, but he doesn't care about anything. But then you just, you push the one button that you shouldn't have pushed. And now he's in it and he's going to kick your ass. It's just fun. And it plays out really well. Can we talk about how just insanely great his stand is? Because this is one of the first times I was just like, Oh man, this is like peak stand coolness because 
Number one, he's this character. His his stand. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I diamond is unbreakable. That's a crazy <laughs> diamond, but they subtitle it to "Shining Diamond" to dodge uh, copyright uh, okay. infringement. But well, it's crazy diamond. So crazy oh, okay. diamond is going to hit people real fast and it looks to be something like star platinum would do and so you're just like oh this is another star platinum it's just gonna be another jojo thing but no there's a really ridiculous twist which is that apparently he can regenerate what is ever is hit by his stand except for he can regenerate it in i guess whatever form he wanted to come back as um and he like heals the turtle but also he punches one of the jackass guys in the face and the jack jackass guy's face comes back with like a really flat nose and they all get really upset about it and like run off and i was just like oh that's cool and weird yeah he basically punches things to destroy them and then the things that were punched reform together but uh he can reform them wrong or he can break multiple things in the same flurry of punches and then have them reform all together to make oh yeah that's really cool too. it's not i think it's not limited to what uh what he's punched because the turtle was was uh you know beat up by the one of those jerk guys but he was able to fix the turtle Oh, yeah, because he tries to save. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. Anyways, um, he's going to save the turtle. Um, they're going to have a um, uh, they're going to have a, a, a couple of words when Jotaro is just like, oh, you have a stand. Jotaro then shows off after they get into like a little bit of a back and forth after he insults his hair accidentally. Um, and Jotaro shows off that he can still just straight up stop time. So I was just like, oh, Jotaro is still the most powerful thing in the universe, basically still. <laughs> yeah, but the nice thing about stands and something that I don't know has always been done well in Spencer's, in my opinion, but I think provides with a good dramatic uh, tension is that even if you have the strongest stand, you as the stand user are vulnerable. And so somebody can still outsmart you or get the jump on you and take advantage of that. And so there's going to be a fight sequence coming up pretty soon that involves Jotaro, but it doesn't feel like the fight is over before it started, even though his stand is probably the strongest one in attendance Mm -hmm. because you are vulnerable and you have to be aware of your surroundings in order to not get got. Yeah. Okay. So this, this takes us after they have like a, a a connection moment and they, they're just like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna go and team up a little bit. We're going to cut completely away from this, um, to go over to random guy driving around and he's just like, oh, there's a hot girl walking down the street. Maybe I'm going to hit on her super inappropriately. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, I'm going to take your head and I'm going to smash it into your car. <laughs> yeah, she this also is... wants to react entirely inappropriately. Um, it's a little bit much. Also, she's extremely strong to be able to slam his head through his roll down window, which is a vertical movement. And it's not an American part car, of his that's door. Why. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Poorly built. Yeah. I like how this is how they introduce her, her to us. It's like, look at this freaking like strong lady. She's not uh, like some of the uh, other women characters you've seen who, um, m- you know, might may have been a little weaker and needing of protection. Like she can take care of herself. Yeah, this um, is a refreshing turn. The series is is 
pretty well known, I think, for animal cruelty and misogyny. And <laughs> this woman character is doing a lot uh, to push back against that here, yeah. even while still being sort of objectified. She manages yeah. to sort of like own that and turn it on its head and have agency, which is a really nice change of pace. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think my next favorite part though is the 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 guy is just like, "Hey police officer, she just beat me up for no reason." And he's just like, "Oh, two things about that. One, you must be a terrible human being if you got beaten up by this person. And number two, I'm her dad. Let me just ride off on my bicycle." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well he's like, "You were you did call her a bitch." Uh, my daughter can assault anyone she wants yeah look at my butt chin (laughs) outlaw country i don't remember if they show it in an earlier scene but there's it's also kind of implied that he's annoyed that the driver's car is like shooting exhaust at this old lady but watching it now i was like well what is she doing? Like, I, I don't know. He's not like angling his exhaust pipe and like mm. making old people choke on it or something. <laughs> she just seems really short. Yeah. So I don't like, know why that's just, just, she's just like, eye level to, uh, the, to the exhaust. So, <laughs> oh God, I can't get out of the exhaust because reasons. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a tenuous defense already in terms of not, you know, doing anything for this guy, even though he sucks. Um, but watching now, I'm like, yeah, wait a minute. He didn't like pull up to this old lady at a special angle or something, but mm-hmm. whatever. But I mean, I also have that reaction whenever you're like driving along and you see somebody in like one of those big trucks and like when they push on the gas pedal, like huge billowing black clouds come out. You're just like, fuck you. So mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Cut back to uh, plot relevant things, um, which is uh, Jotaro and uh, uh, Josuke talking about, uh, number one, that he is the bastard son of Joseph's Joestar. Um, and number two, he's grandson, going bastard to... Bastard grandson, right? No, no he's son. the bastard son of, of Joseph Joestar, which oh, means man. My is... brain just wanted that to be grandson. <laughs> No. Yeah, it's because jo- it, even though Josuke is younger, he is still the uncle of Jotaro. The half uncle, I guess, technically. Uncle. The uncle, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Anyways, is, is there, okay. you can't be a half uncle. Well, because... But you can be a uncle. Because <laughs> he's <laughs> That's true. Well, tip, typically when you have an uncle, like your parent and their sibling have the same parents one set of grandparents you know what i mean that had your father and your father's brother but in this case it's like Ah. your grandparent had two different women okay fine so (laughs) i don't know it was easier to say uncle but i just wanted to point that out all right he's the uncle that's right (laughs) old uncle joseph Anyways, um, so uh, anyways, uh, they're going to talk about this. Number two, they're going to be talking about inheritance. Um, and Josuke is just like, I don't want inheritance. And he's like, okay, cool. Write that off the list. Um, <laughs> and then number three, it looks like old Joseph Joestar is getting up to his old punching cameras until they spit out the things that he wants thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which uh, is just my favorite thing from the previous like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is that he was just like if I if I punch something it'll give me a spirit image and I was just like it's just the dumbest and most like oh man it well the, it's it's, it's the not dumbest good part the of it was that he had to get a picture from a camera but he had to destroy the camera to do it and yeah. then later on he was like oh i can also do it with tvs but the tv is fine <laughs> like, yeah, do that each TV time blows up for other reasons that time but yeah he's just like touching it and then yeah. Yeah. i think it dio blows it up or something mm-hmm. um, okay then we're gonna find out uh, about the 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 new evil that is in this town. Um, his name is uh, Andrew, um, and he is possibly the most evil criminal in all of Japan. Um, he also probably has a stand because all evil people inside of this universe have stands. Um, and Jotaro is just like I don't know why he's getting a stand. I, I think he has a stand. A lot of people got stands for some reason because of Dio, and I got to figure out why. And that's what I'm assuming this whole season is about. I don't know, but that's what I've taken away so far. And we won't tell you either way. Yes. We'll probably <laughs> accidentally say something later. No, we're not. We're okay. not going to do it. We promise. Okay. My my next favorite thing about this episode is the next part where this evil guy is just like, coming up dressed as a milkman trying to um trying to kill Josuke's mother um and he just like steps in dog crap <laughs> yeah there's like, a lot of poop jokes oh yeah in this and, arc especially and, and also farts <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah there's a bunch of toilet humor in in Jojo overall but this this one really comes out strong yeah it really yeah. starts you out yeah. Which takes us to our uh, which takes us to our first instance of an animal just being completely wrecked by a character inside of this universe. Um, so well, the dog had it coming. Gonna, uh, that yeah. dog was a farty dog, by the way. That's what I I meant when I said there's farts. That, that when you first see the dog, like it, you just hear fart noises. Well, I think it's shitting actually. <laughs> is it shitting? I think it's shitting. The okay. owner's like, oh, you have to go again, and it's just pooping. Is that why? He, is that why he does what he does? Because he stepped on poop. Anyway. Yes, that's exactly why. Uh, He's okay. taking revenge on him, so he... Well, I think you were going to describe it. Go um, ahead. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to he's gonna headbutt this dog basically into oblivion. And then the blood that comes out, he's going to spit into this guy's open mouth. And I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, it's, it's censored, by the way. I um, thought he bit his face he off. He bites the dog's face off. He yeah. does not headbutt it. He bites it off. That's and then awful. he and then he spits the face into the mouth. Is that what I think? I, guess I think so. that's what happens. That's what I saw. It's <laughs> a- Angelo is characterized as just like again in that like exploitation kind of way. They just describe him as being the man with the most murders and rapes and just awful, disgusting. At one point, Jotaro says the things he did would make a rat like a rat in a bathroom puke, <laughs> which is like. What? Why does the rat have to be in a bathroom? <laughs> is it a special bathroom rat? Mm. Like it's just it's mm. just very like, over the top. This isn't like a classy pizza rat. This is a bathroom right. rat. Oh. <laughs> but I was thinking my brain was like maybe he throws up in the toilet? Like the rat was so grossed out he scurried over to a bathroom <laughs> to throw up. But anyway, yeah. This this character is very gross and very evil. Mm-hmm. Okay. He also wasn't he on death row at some point? Yes, he was. And they, but he escaped. They tried to kill him, and it didn't work. 
<laughs> and that's when Jotaro's just like, he must have a stand. Um, because that's the only way you could survive it, I guess, unless you have, like, the most neck muscles and, you know, well, these guys. Anyways, um, that's going to take us into episode two. Yes, we are only in episode two. Diamond and Unbreakable is insane. Um, <laughs> Can I actually ask you, I know, like, this is this is probably taking a long time, but I'm curious, did you guys catch the, I don't know if it's before credits or the stuff like the cold open where there's breakfast being cooked? Oh, yeah. That was weird for me because I had no idea what that was. Um, and I still don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically, I'm not going to tell you what it is, really, but to describe it to anybody listening who hasn't seen JoJo's, it's like a montage of someone cooking breakfast, frying eggs, bacon, and then a table setting is there and you see a hand like ready to eat, like the hand is on the table. But then the camera kind of moves back and you see that it's just a severed hand. Mm-hmm. with a ring on it and it's I censored actually, so it's black but it's a severed hand yeah i love this i actually kind of know what that is because of a super eye patch wolf video i watched about part four uh that that spoils it a little bit uh it doesn't spoil how it all shakes out but i know who this dude is and it is one of the things that made me most excited about part four so yeah. that's also, foreshadowing for something we won't get to today yeah it's the first time you hear the wonderful morio radio theme the mori 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 morio cho radio which is like <laughs> such a perfect like nice. am radio send up <laughs> you can just mm. uh isolate that audio and play that whenever we're feeling stressed out <laughs> you're welcome yeah so, uh, some more smooth jazz with our new friend <laughs> Anyways, um, episode two um, is going to introduce us to the stand that we know is definitely evil, um, but uh, it is a a new stand that we're trying out. Um, His name is Aqua Necklace, um, and he is going to use this um, to possess people um, in... I assume that they just have to ingest this at some point or it has to jump in through their mouth at some point to control them. Is that like, am I understanding the stance power correctly? Uh, yes. Question mark? <laughs> it's sort of. It's, it's, it, that's, that's my understanding. It, it seems like it travels through liquid and you are made up of mostly liquid. So if it can travel through some liquid into you, then the liquid it can travel through is like your water and blood and stuff, and then it can fuck you up. Okay, so it's a water bender in the moon. Yeah? Kind of. Yeah, okay, cool. But it's got to get inside of you by traveling via liquid that's not okay. yet inside of you yet. But then we do okay. also see it fly like through the air, I think. Maybe that's just the animators not knowing how to transition it, but at one point we see it come out of this... like. Uh, it, it, we didn't really cover it, but it's not that important. The guy with the knife in episode one, he like, you know, his eyes go dead or whatever. He passes out an aqua necklace like slithers out of his mouth and then just kind of like flies into a sewer drain. That's true. Uh, it Maybe it is that it's it can so travel incognito in liquid. Yeah. And then it I, can transfer itself in its own form. I think that's right. Of, I think it blends in. That seems yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> that tracks. It turns into steam at one point inside of the episodes, so it has that power too. So any form of any oh. form of water it can travel in, apparently. I don't know if this counts as a power, but it also when it is in later when it's in a little bottle, it somehow makes the bottle look like a bottle of bourbon. 
So oh yeah, it can also that's, write that's the word bourbon on things. That's to confuse the 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 I guess he's he guess he's just case grandfather mm-hmm. into drinking him because at the end of every one of his hard days of bicycling around town fighting crime, <laughs> um, he has to drink some bourbon, and he's totally not an alcoholic probably. <laughs> Yeah, it was the night shift. Those are hard. Yeah, it was also the nineties. He's from the fifties. <laughs> it, it was it was different, and yeah, that that that's later on. But it's weird because Aqua Necklace. It's not just like the stand turns to the camera and goes, "I can turn colors." No, it vomits. It like oh. the stand goes like, Bleh, and a bunch of brown liquid comes out of it. And oh, then God. the way it makes the logo and the wax seal, well, I have no idea <laughs> what the explanation is for that. But it's a very well, convincing bottle of bourbon. We all know right. that uh, all of the stands in this show have the power of narrative convenience. So I yes. think yeah. that's how he manages that one. That's true. That's true. Anyways, um, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But that's the next important plot point, um, which is that uh, the the grandfather is going to be murdered. Um, he is then going to be... A, attempted um there is an attempt to bring him back to life by josuke because josuke has the ability to it, it seems like uh, it reminded me of reject uh that or Hime does from bleach where she can like force things to reverse in time or revert back to what they were um and he's trying to do that but it turns out he can't save somebody who's dead um so his grandfather is dead and he can't save him yeah, it seems to be the difference between revi- reforming broken things and reviving or reversing things. Like, he's not really, unlike Orihime, he's not reversing things to a previous state. He is just returning them to an unbroken form, which is similar but legally distinct. Yeah, I guess so. Anyways, um, so this is gonna this is gonna lead to uh, well, I we have to talk about how how it got into the bottle in the first place in order to kill the grandfather. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This is which a thing. is there is there is a huge a huge moment inside of these first two episodes where you get to number one uh, see Star Platinum just being awesome again um, and beating up this guy um, or beating up this stand in order to get inside. Um, but we also get to see the the ability that Josuke has is so cool in that he punches really hard with his stand through a bystander that's been captured by this guy who's being possessed by Aqua Necklace he punches through this person's body, so killing her and into the other guy in order to kill him by and grabbing the knife that he had up to this woman's neck, right? So that should kill her and this other guy. But instead, he pulls back out, and when he pulls back out, he reforms the knife stuck inside of the guy's body and the woman back to absolute normal. So she's just like, wait, shouldn't I be dead? And the guy's just like, wait, where's my knife? And then he like looks down and he's like, I got a knife in me! <laughs> Yeah, it's weird because that means that this stand also has like an anesthesia kind of quality to it because I I don't care if you're healed. If someone punches through your chest, you're not going to forget what happened. (laughs) That's extremely painful. So I'm told. I mean, (laughs) it seems that way. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's sort of like a localized field of kind of like reality freeze or something like that because that would kind Mm -hmm. of follow with Jotaro. And uh, Dio, and also, uh, you know, it it would be narratively inconvenient to have that happen, but, like, it makes sense. And it's also of note, like, 
he does punch through this woman in, in a way that would kill her. He also punches through the guy in a way that would kill him. And we just said that he can't bring people back from the dead. I think the key difference is that uh, his grandfather once killed was killed external to his attacks, whereas this sort of would be fatal wound is a part of his attack and so the power is kind of like still on the stack and hasn't been resolved yet mm-hmm. <laughs> i like that you put it in magic Wait a minute, yeah. terms well, it's oh, wow. familiar. my, my brain translated that into programming because that's what i do in my day job but there's <laughs> okay, also okay. did it still work in, in program brain yeah it worked it, <laughs> worked. Right, it made perfect sense i was like oh are you and and then you said magic and i was like never mind <laughs> yeah you didn't see josuke he tapped a bunch of uh swamps and then did uh-huh. he cast dark ritual and sorry. yeah um yeah it's weird because like i guess if you destroyed someone's heart they'd still live for a few seconds technically so he mm-hmm. kind of breaks through it and <laughs> I, if you is, can call that living part part of my fun with jojo's is yeah like araki writes it every week and he makes it up as he goes along, which is why the foreshadowing we talked about earlier, like that's not from the comic because he fucking wrote this stuff like as he went. He didn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But because it's so janky and the logic changes, like he violates his own rules, I have fun trying to make it make sense and be like, no, 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 that is totally possible. And here's why. Mm. Uh, and sometimes it's not. It's not possible. And I lose. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's like too far and you can't make it work. Yeah. It's just magic <laughs> yeah. at that point. Okay. Okay. So next, let's 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 go into uh, the haunted spooky house of, um, of 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 a whole bunch of vapor, um, and that is uh, that it's going to start raining while they're ta- they're they're guarding this house, and Angelo is going to come up and he's like, "It started to rain, so now I can use Aqua Necklace to take over the house," um, and. There's going to be some fun little back and forth things that happen inside of here where like, you know, the stand turns into steam and tries to like infect them and take them over. But it's going to just be ended with the most ridiculous thing, which is that Josuke (laughs) swallowed a ripped apart like rubber glove. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. What is weird about this? In an attempt... To think in the future, the stand might try to jump into my stomach through my mouth, and he then reforms the rubber glove in his mouth to catch Aqua Necklace inside of it. And then just the way that they get Angela out of the tree is so funny to me. (laughs) Because he, like, grabs it and he walks outside and he just, like, shakes it. You see Angela just fly out of the tree. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I love that. The best thing... The best oh thing about God. this fight is what happens to Angelo after it. Like this, I was already enjoying part four and like extra enjoying it because I hadn't enjoyed the previous parts very much, and, you know, had low expectations. So I was like pretty delighted by this point in the story. And then the fucking thing with the rock comes along and I was just like, I'm in. Oh my <laughs> God. It's, I think this is my next takeaway from this season is that I, I love that Jojo finally turns into and like, don't, you know, American people don't be offended by this, but it turns into a cartoon like like anime has different genres that it can fall within. Like, you know, it, it it's 
it's Jojo's Bizarre Adventure has always to me seemed like closer to like a shonen genre where it's just like it's cool action anime but also kind of like weird and jokey at the same time and has stuff like that but instead because the like the ridiculous meter is turned up to 11 to this and they threw all the cares out of the window I was just like now it's a cartoon and also I love it that way i wanted the rest of the show to not take itself as seriously as that because he's gonna punch him into a rock like he's he punches him a bunch of times and gets him sealed inside of a rock and his face is just sticking out and then immediately afterwards they have this like ridiculous thing where they're just like and people called it this rock from ever on and if you stroll down the street you see this rock over there well, it's, <laughs> it's like, called the... yes and it's a lover's meeting place why, oh, would yeah. so much. Why would you meet in front of that rock? <laughs> yeah, it like Why would groans. lovers meet there? It makes noise because when he first punches the rock. It's a fucking rapist in a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Why would. No. Jackie, that's where we met. That's very romantic. What are you talking about? Um, oh my God. It's, it's weird. So he first like seals him into the rock, and I think that he's alive technically. And I remember, I forgot again how this, this played out because I have a terrible memory. And. I was sitting there like, but if he's alive in there, he can still use his stand. And then that's what happens is his stand is trapped in the pink rubber glove, but there's some child nearby alone in the rain and the glove just starts choking the kid and then trying to crawl into his mouth. And Josuke is like, he doesn't say this, but he's like, I have to murder this guy now. And like, I guess as like comic book readers, we don't really want to think like, oh, our protagonist straight up kills people now, but he... Then he really like breaks this guy up and breaks up the rock and merges him. Mm-hmm. And the rock has this weird ass face. <laughs> and so he should be dead. But at one point, Koichi, like after all this, Koichi and, and Josuke walk by it. And he's like, was this rock here before? And he's like, yeah, it just looked different. And very <laughs> briefly, the rock is like, <laughs> and so I don't know what he did to this man. If he's like dead or like comatose it's by the way every better every time off you probably said not that, asking he's probably just like <laughs> every time in you a said lower that by the way i just state. pictured the rock doing all of this <laughs> and i was just mm. and i was just like what are you doing in this That's show what the rock <laughs> that's right he when he beat up this guy he broke yep. him apart Dwayne, and reformed him into rock Dwayne Johnson. Johnson anyways um, that's right this is going to uh, take us into the the next, you know, I, I guess this is going to be the next part of the show. If you remember from the way that we broke apart JoJo's on our show, um, we would do it in like uh, four episode segments usually. And the reason why is because there's usually in JoJo a part one and a part two um, of like each one of the different episodes. So like episode one, we have the introduction of this new evil guy. It's a new stand we got to defeat. And then in episode two, there's the, you know, the finalization of that. We're leaving you on a cliffhanger here because this is actually going to be a part one. Um, and part two, you have to actually watch yourself or, you know, go check out other people's podcasts, whatever. Um, and that takes us into uh, Koichi and Josuke just uh, coming upon an abandoned house. And they're just like, let's go hang out in that house. <laughs> we also learned an important bit of plot from Angelo before he got turned into The Rock, which is that he did not have a stand, but he got his stand by being shot by a mysterious arrow from a mysterious person in a school uniform Mm. similar to the one that Josuke wears. 
and this arrow imbued him with the stand power. Jotaro, upon hearing this, suspects that the arrow was what caused Dio to have a stand, and uh, also just, you know, correctly surmises that this is the kind of thing that is a little dangerous to have out in the I world. I wanted to call this the... And wants to go find it. That's why yeah, I went to school. I, I wanted to call this the like retcon that. bow and arrow, yeah. um, which is just like completely retconning the world that you're in because he was just like, I have to come up with a reason why everybody has stands. <laughs> and like, I know. No, yeah. that was already covered last time. Some people, but it was a different reason. Some people have stands by the arrow yeah. and some people were like born with these stands or like it, it's an inherited trait. Yeah. But there's also that weird thing where you're like, well, how did the the Joestar family in part three maybe got it by Dio getting it? And this is trying to explain that. But I swear there's also something about how Hamon became you take, stand you take powers. Hamon I feel like I always get that wrong. Yeah. In part three, they talk about the reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In part three, they, they talk about the reason that Dio has a stand is because he took over uh, uh, Joe, Jonathan. Jonathan's body. Right. And, okay. So and they that had it. unholy fusion launched his stand. And then they insinuate that Joseph and Jotaro got developed their stands through some sort of ancestral link with Jonathan's body activating a stand for Dio. So in this, they're saying that actually it happened because of an arrow and didn't have anything to do with that. So, you know, it's, it's yeah. you just can't think about these things too hard. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's like in this case, Jonathan, so what they're saying is, and if you look, Jotaro <laughs> is looking at a photo while driving um, of Enya or Enyaba, uh, that little woman that was in the Egypt arc uh, with the arrows. And she was Dio's like right-hand gal. And so the idea is that you know, she must have, I think this is all sort of like indicated in this. I don't think I'm saying too much um, is that she would have pierced him with the arrow, but Dio's body is Jonathan. So then all of Jonathan's kin, progeny, whatever, they all get a stand because their bloodline is cool and special and they have birthmarks. <laughs> Did you because mean to say right hand on the package? Yeah. I said right hand gal. Yes. <laughs> Because she has two right hands. <laughs> oh shit, she does! I forgot. Oh, I thought you were being like, "Oh my clever. god, I forgot about no, that." They had two clever. right hands. That's true. Uh, Good point. Why? Nobody knows. Because yeah, <laughs> it's just a quirk. It's just all the handshakes yeah. you have to do when you're someone like Enya. There's you have to meet all these people at the same there, time. There's going to be yeah, like a, a, a big thing about this bow and arrow, though, um, in Awakening Stands. There's also going to be a, another character that's going to be introduced. Um, and uh, Blake, can you can you break down for the audience what this character is? Because <laughs> like, I I just I just don't understand what he thinks is going to go right here. When he's just like, when he when he shoots his brother Wh- in the which neck. One are- <laughs> yes. Uh, wait, wait, are you talking about the Nijimura brothers? Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, the they're gonna well they're they're gonna shoot Koichi in the neck, um, because this is the this is the bow and arrow of uh of potential Dio fame. And uh, 
you get a stand by being shot with it, but only if you're strong enough to have a stand in the first place. Uh, as we saw in part three, uh, some people are not battle-hardened motherfuckers and cannot handle having a stand, and so the existence of a stand will kill them. The arrow kind of plays in the same territory, which is that if you are shot with it, you will develop a stand if you're hard enough, but if you're not hard enough, you will just be shot by an arrow and die. Yeah, it's so, something like that. It's it's like if you're if you're hit with the arrow and you die, then well you die. Who knows if you would have unlocked a stand. But if you're yeah. hit with the arrow and you are able to survive, I have no idea why, then you will develop a stand. If you a little bit sink, then you are not a witch. <laughs> exactly. But it's also I think it's supposed to be like it's strong people will yeah there's a strong will thing but like that it it, it's like separate from having a stand it's just like are you a are you a bad enough dude to survive an arrow in your neck i thought it's it's really weird i thought Um, and plenty of people are i thought that the brothers found the bow and arrows like this is me not saying it i thought that they the reason that they have stands is because they shot each other with the bow and arrow am i not understanding that I th- no, I think they do shoot each other, but I'm just saying, like, if you shoot someone who isn't strong-willed enough with the arrow, they just die. But that doesn't mean that they don't have a stand or couldn't have a stand. It just okay. means they yeah. okay. can't survive that... arrows. Yeah, I, I say this because of something is that this. is coming up. If you are somebody who finds a bow and arrow, because I don't know where they found it yet, and, like, you, like, if you stab one person with a bow and arrow accidentally i can sort of get that but like awakening a stand why would you then shoot your brother with it to be like maybe he'll get this superpower too i'm just kind of like do you expose your friend to gamma rays just because you became the hulk one time like (laughs) (laughs) i was under the impression that they were given the bow and arrow understanding that it gave people special powers but could also kill them I think that's but it. I, yeah. Did I make that yeah. up? No, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so I think is, they know what they're getting here. Yeah. This is this weird thing where like Koichi and Josuke see this abandoned building that is like across the street from Josuke's and they're like, I saw people in there and they approach it and Koichi like sticks his head through the entry gate and then Okuyasu, one of the brothers, like kicks the gate so that it like isolates his head like he kind of like pinches it in on Koichi so he's trapped and then his brother from the third Ugh, floor shoots yeah. an arrow into Koichi's neck yeah Okuyasu also is going to uh, second the tradition that Josuke has started here which is stands that un- instead of just being insanely powered they are weirdly powered oh and I used in ways that make them strong yeah, so this guy's Okuyasu is one of the Nijimura brothers. The other one we haven't really seen yet. We're not going to see it today. Uh, Okuyasu's ability is the hand, which allows him to basically swipe away whatever exists in front of him and close the gap between where he was yeah, and where cool. that swipe ended, essentially. So it, it looks like he's moving super fast, but he's actually like warping yeah, reality cool. by 
Hitting rule it. of cool for Joseph uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> is really like the jam. Like and I I think that rule of cool works the best when you don't take it too seriously um because otherwise you have to really explain your magic system or it doesn't work. So I I think that that's why I'm finally 100% on board with stands and the reasoning why is because as soon as you stop taking yourself seriously with that I'm just like okay that means they're not taking the magic system seriously anymore either and so i don't have to take it seriously either and i'm cool with it now yeah this series is going a a little bit more off of crablante rules which is (laughs) i ate too much crab and now i'm a crab and then you just move on with your life we still try to figure it out on our on our podcast though we'll be like wait so how does this work and we like try to logic it out and at the end of the day we're never satisfied but it makes a good conversation i'm satisfied we had a we had (laughs) i'm not satisfied a listener wrote in and said because that's the other thing our podcast is like half of it is emails just people (laughs) talking about jojo or the anime we're watching or they'll ask for advice on like college um and (laughs) someone described stands once as magical bullshit and it's like that's sort of your like last resort when you really can't make it work and be like but my understanding of physics it's you just kind of are like ah, it's fucking magic i don't know this is a bad sell for our podcast we answer every question (laughs) satisfyingly on jojo's (laughs) podcast we have the correct answers to every jojo okay so with that being said um we usually uh, at the end of this we've watched these three episodes i think i think everybody has a good understanding of where we set on these three episodes um because it seems it seems everybody is completely on board with this season um me as a newcomer to the season uh blake as a more seasoned to this season and you guys basically burnt from how many times you've seasoned the season (laughs) (laughs) i think this is one of the definitely one of the better seasons yeah i think it's my favorite and uh i'm happy to watch it again i think i've might have only seen it once i think for the podcast we revisited some episodes but uh i'm noticing new things i i I love this uh this arc this season yeah, I'll say what I've heard of part five sounds intriguing as well. It's really good. But as well. before, you know, when we watch parts one through three, each time we would start off and we were like, okay, we're excited. And then we would be disappointed with how it played out. And then we would sort of get near the end of an arc and be like, okay, but the next one is like this. And that sounds interesting. So let's push through. And then we didn't like it again. And so like with part four... I'm loving it, and part five sounds really interesting, and part four has taught me that maybe it's sounding really interesting <laughs> can also be really interesting. So yeah. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to watching more of this. I think dislike... where they both succeed, part four and five, is that, like you said, like they're more they're both more limited in scope. So like there's not as much like rope for Araki to hang himself with, mm. um, as opposed to like part three, mm. which like kind of sprawls. Yeah, it it feels like a more... uh, One of my favorite things is that kind of like... You get this in some shows like Darker Than Black where it's like, it's not unlimited power, it's conditional power. And it's taking those conditions and using them in an interesting way. And I think this season, at least in these first three episodes, feels a little bit more like that. Whereas in previous seasons, it felt more like this can do whatever and the main character just punches you real hard. And so it was like... It could be cool, but it didn't feel as creative all the time. This feels much more like, 
oh, that's really clever. And that yeah. cleverness gets Blake me excited. Blake is definitely about somebody who gets, you know, gets completely worked up over the the different Bankais. Um, so he's he's one of those people that's just like, oh, these swords are all doing different cool things. Let me collect all the swords. Yeah, I want to know the rules, and then he I want to see you use the rules in an in interesting life. way. <laughs> don't you read me well anyways um before we uh before we get off of this uh let's let's uh recap real quick uh um uh can y'all tell everybody where our listeners can find your podcast and everything about y'all yeah we're uh so we're jojo's bizarre podcast and we abbreviate that to jjb pod so you can find us on anchor.fm slash jjbpod. We're on Twitter as jjbpod. Um, and if you go to Apple Podcasts and you look up JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the first result <laughs> is Blake and Spencer get chumped. And then maybe, so you're secretly our rivals. And then maybe seven fucking podcasts later, you will see JoJo's Bizarre Podcast with a black logo with a bunch of pretty neon colors and such. But it is just... So weird to me. I, I have to admit that I've spent like a decent amount of time just looking at your page on iTunes and just being like, why are they number one? Like, what is this? It's because of all the time you've spent looking at it. I'm just, I don't, I don't get it. I'm like, they don't even have JoJo's that much. I'm no, like, no, I, man. Is there some metadata? What we, am I doing? We also try to figure out <laughs> the, the magical world of SEO and don't completely understand it. Um, anyways, uh, for your listeners, uh, if you, if you're interested in our show and talking about other things other than JoJo, and uh, have not used the tried and true JoJo's Bizarre Adventure search yeah. criteria um, in Apple Podcasts. Are, uh, like <laughs> we are found on anywhere that you can get podcasts on Blake at with Blake and Spencer get jumped, and everywhere um, our social media is usually bands get jumped, which is B and S get jumped. But Blake was just like, "This is bands get jumped. That's what I'm reading it as, and that's what I'll always read it as." <laughs> <laughs> That's our uh, that's our not actually in existence uh, rival <laughs> podcast is a battle of the bands type podcast about them getting jumped. Yeah, or it's just like a Van Halen podcast. It's been awesome having y'all guys on. This was super fun. Yeah, and thanks. For yeah, thanks for having us, us on. on. Thank you for for joining us, and hopefully you will unseat us for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> Maybe okay. I, I I also don't understand SEO, and uh, I should say that yeah, since we started with this season on our podcast, if you want to hear us talk about these episodes, you have to go back to like episode one or two, and we probably are dumb and sound like shit. Um, <laughs> I was definitely more shy. <laughs> yeah, and. But yeah, you can go all the way back to 2016 and then we do JoJo season one, two, awesome. three and a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, awesome. thanks again for having us. This is super cool. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. 
or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash getjumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Greetings, anime fans. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the editor-in-chief for The Geekly Grind, a place where geeks can go to escape their weekly grind. We're coming up on our fifth year of operation, and to celebrate, we searched high and low for some of the coolest podcasts out there in order to create a new geek-centric podcast network. And what we found were three awesome shows that are sure to be a great addition to any geek's media menu. Of course, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, which is this wonderful show, which features an additional episode weekly now to cover new anime and manga from our friends at Biz and Funimation. You can also dive into the world of comics with comic book keepers, where Chris and Lance chew the fat about their favorite heroes, villains, and comic series, as well as the impact that comics can have on our lives. Finally, if you're seeking a fantastical and fun retreat, Knights of the Rolled Table is an engaging and family-friendly D&D adventure starring talented improv actors. With three fantastic podcasts on the books and more on the horizon, make sure to check out the Geekly Grind Podcast Network as well as our regular content at www.thegeeklygrind.com. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden, episodes 21 through 24. Yeah, we're going to see Sasori's beautiful face. Look at his face. His special face. It's just like so weird and doll-like. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, God.